This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which we record, the Rwandari Woiwurrung people. We also acknowledge the neighbouring Kulin Nation groups, the Bunwurrung and Bunurong people, and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We also extend that respect to any other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities who may be listening today. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Glitter and Gold, the original Steps podcast. We are the first podcast dedicated to discussing and dissecting the legacy of Steps, the UK's biggest mixed gender pop group of all time. We are your hosts. I am Shane. Some would say, I never say never again. We have Brad here. He's taken two moments out of his day to stop listening to Hard to Forget to record this episode. And we have Scott here, who's just returned from his European Summer of Love tour. (laughs) Hello, boys. How are we? He's uncontrollably laughing because it's true. Yeah, that was not the intro I was expecting, but you know what? I'll take it, and we'll just and we'll just leave it there. <laughs> he did take it, boys. <laughs> Scott does the Europe tour is now over for 2023. It's my turn next. <laughs> How was Europe, Scott? It was so good. Like um, to have a month away from this horrendous Melbourne winter and London. I mean, London in summer, it just it's the place to be. I just love London in the summertime. The weather was incredible. I also, I was originally supposed to go to New York, but two days before I decided to cancel that and I ended up going to Grand Canaria for a week, which was an experience. <laughs> Let's just, uh, I know that's all I'll say. <laughs> but I, All the but European I, gay boys listening now will know what kind of They know of exactly what is. I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, yes. But no, incredible month away, but kind of surprisingly, I'm quite happy to be back. I think after you go away for a month, like it's sort of nice to come home. I also did a little HMV shop for Shane. I've got your Girls Aloud vinyl that I'll give to you you. um, as soon as I next see you. Um, Did a little, yeah, did a little HMV shop for us and got the Danny vinyl, got the Appleton vinyl. So I pretty much just... uh, Went to the UK to save on shipping costs, which, you know, front to Australia, it's probably cheaper to fly there and buy vinyl than it is to get it shipped here at this point. In business class. Yeah. In, business In business class. class. In business class. <laughs> you know that meme that Kath and Kim seen where she's like calling everyone? <laughs> They're like, going on holiday, business class. Yes, hello, is that apricot flowers? Yes. Don't have an order or anything, but I just want to let you know that we're flying Qantas business class. <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was me. How are you guys? Because Brad, you've just uh, moved house. You're living on your own for the first time. Miss Independent, yes. I'm living out in the in the suburbs, so that's been a new experience, you know. God, I don't know what to say about it. It's very cold. I was just, I'm very jealous of you and your London weather because it has just been so cold whilst you've been gone. But, you know, it's been good, you know, pushing myself out of my comfort zone, you know, trying something new. And Shane, you are literally, I mean, I just got back from the UK and it's nearly your turn. You're going next month? Yeah, end of August. I've been finalising the last bits and pieces of that um, and it will be my European tour. Your summer of love. My summer of love. summer of love. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have one day in Manchester, Pride. Unfortunately, I will miss Lisa. Oh, I'm so annoyed. 
But uh, it's okay because I'm going to Ibiza for a week, so I will be there. Yes. Lisa's got Lee Spirit partying like she would. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go to Bear Week at Sitges in Spain. The other thing I'm thinking of doing is going to Berlin um, when I finish Sitges. Um, and I was looking at that the other day. <laughs> of course, the weekend I go, I'm thinking of going, it happens to be Folsom. Folsom Europe so so I'm thinking I'll do that and then I'll have about a week in London um, and I've got a couple of things booked in I I unfortunately miss Steps in Brighton I will be getting there to see Claire at Via though which I'm excited about so I'll try and bring um, some little snippets and maybe if I get a chance to say hello to her I'll do a little maybe a little voice note or something like that Um, Claire if you're listening I'm going to come see you, so you better say hi. You met an icon, though. <gasps> yes, I Oh, my did. God, you uh, met Danny Minogue. I met, I we need met to talk about a that. Minogue. I met, I was one padam away from Kylie, <laughs> and I met a Minogue. So that was pretty fun. Um, she was so lovely. I just told her, um, you know, I just said, congratulations on the, the show and the release of Neon Nights 20. Um, and she was like, the guys at London Records have done so good. Yeah, it's the they best have. I've ever had. And I said, it really is. She's so happy. And I then thanked her for being an absolute ally for our community. And I said to her, um, thank you so much for being an ally as a young gay boy growing up. And she had her undivided attention with me mm. at this stage. And she, I said, thank you for being an ally. And, and as a young gay boy growing up in the 90s, to see you standing there with my fellow gay men made me feel accepted and safe and loved and and that is really lovely and I just wanted to thank you for that and I don't know if you've had people thank you for that but you deserve that thanks and she's like Shane you're giving me goosebumps and I saw her arm and she had goosebumps on her and it wasn't from the cold so she um, gave her a hug and we had a little photo together and I'm, I'll, we can post that on the socials or whatever but um, it was real she was so good there's about 500 people that turned up for that day amazing I'm so jealous that I wasn't here for that because it just looked it just looked like everyone every gay came man. together for that day every gay that I follow on Instagram was there and it just looked like the funnest day ever really like it was take me back to the early noughties it was i think the last time i did a meet and greet in store was sophie ellis bexter at hmv on chapel street back in 2002 i think that was the last time i did one um so it was just really great really and i wish you both were there oh that's another thing so like i said thank you to her I was wearing my pearl necklace. I had the T-shirt on with the different coloured names of steps. And she's like, I absolutely, after we said that and she said, thank you. And we had a hug. She's like, I love this outfit, by the way. And I said to her, you know who these are, don't you? She's like, yes, I interviewed H on my podcast. So she knew who they were and she loved my outfit and it was great. So there. I always represent steps. Always repping you know steps this. wherever he goes. Yeah, speaking of steps, so we haven't recorded for about six weeks and so much has gone down. Scott, do you want to start, you know, filling in some gaps? Yeah, do you know what? We even, we at one point just said, should this episode just be a news recap? <laughs> because there is so much going on. The notes for the news alone is is about two pages. To have a steps podcast at the moment, there is so much going on. Um, so look, let's just get straight into it. We're going to start with Miss Lisa Scott Lee. Obviously we haven't, we've not recorded in about six or seven weeks. So since that recording, we obviously had the Mighty Hoopla performance at the beginning of June, which was just 
amazing. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, and thank you so much to everyone who was there. That we had so many people tagging us if they were there and filming it, sending us photos, sending us videos. I was on a plane to the UK. I was trying to connect to the Wi-Fi at the same time the performance was happening. I was like frantically, our group chat was going off and Instagram wouldn't load the videos. And I was like, ah, what's going on? Um, But yeah, it just, it was amazing. We need that studio version of Let Me Be Your Fantasy by Baby D ASAP. Please, Mm -hmm. Lisa Scott Lee. She did say during the performance she'd been in the studio with Ian Masterson. Now, he is her MD, so I'm not sure if she meant it as in to record that for the performance. Um, We're manifesting it. But we're going to manifest. We're going to manifest. But speaking of... Of studio time a few weeks ago, she did tease on Instagram that she had been in the studio in Dubai with a Dubai-based pop rock band um, called About Last Night, and she did confirm that the stuff that she was recording was her solo stuff, not for steps. So we are so excited to see what she's going to be cooking up. We did post it and she reposted and said she thinks we're going to love it. So we are so excited that we've not only do we have Lisa Scott Lee, the solo pop star, back, but she's also looking like she's recording brand new music, which we cannot wait to hear. And I, I had a look I'd never heard of about last night before. I had a little look on Spotify. There's a couple of tracks on there. Um, it's very pop rock. Um, electro so and it, I could definitely there was one of the song I can't remember off the top of my head what one of the songs was called but I could definitely see it kind of reminded me a little bit now of the never or now tracks you know that more pop rocky sound that she did with like never or now or you're no good for me so I can I'm, I'm just excited to see what comes of that can't wait to hear some potential new Lisa Scott Lee music speaking of some semi-new Lisa Scott Lee music after the Mighty Hooper performance she released as a um, instant grat track from Never On Now we finally after 20 years mm-hmm. we got Burn Out and Falling Brad oh, I know that you were like probably frothing out. dribbling drooling frothing. all the words can I tell you how I've been feeling lately can I first of all I just love that moment in the Mighty Hooper set but 20 years, again, Lisa and just Steps in general, they know their fans, they know what we want. There are the tweets to prove it. She sought out Chicane, who produced it with her 20-odd years ago. She sourced it down, probably, I mean, she sourced it possibly with the help of Fascination, but she got it, she gave it to us, she is giving, she is serving, I love it. was so nice to see it charted on the itunes chart in the uk in the top 30 and also it's really nice to see her spotify monthly listeners um more than doubled in the last couple of months bit off the back of mighty hoopla and burnout and falling coming out so um nice to see that people are going on spotify streaming the music um please keep doing so but yeah i love burnout and falling it's everything that i thought it would be and i'm just so excited that we finally have it after all these years she's also very booked and busy we obviously had Mighty Hoopla. We've got Northern Pride. She's been confirmed for the main stage on the 23rd of July. 
And at time of recording, this is a very last minute addition. This episode is going out after this would have happened, but she was also confirmed, I think just yesterday, for Bristol Pride on the main stage on Saturday the 8th of July, which is super exciting. We saw that she's back in the UK, which I'm assuming now for the summer, as there's lots of other gigs coming up as well. And at time of recording, never or now, we are now just a month away, August 18th. So just another reminder, if you haven't pre-ordered it on Plastic Pop Records, go and do so now. We can't wait. Shane, I'm so excited for you to go to the UK so you can bring it all back for us. <laughs> it's my turn to save on shipping. Exactly, to the UK. exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so that is Miss Lisa Scott Lee. And then we move on to Lee because, you know, he's definitely been the most the, probably the quietest over all the members over the last sort of six months um rightly so taking some time out um to just be a dad but the son reported a couple of weeks ago that he has trademarked the name the 5678 method for exercise classes and training services and i've also noticed that he's been very active lately on his leaf fitness instagram account so I'm getting a bit of a vibe that we might have a new fitness venture on the horizon. Maybe, I don't know, we don't know what it is, but it could be like a fitness app or um, could be some online training, but I feel like something within the fitness space is coming back. Um, so if you don't follow him, go and follow his um, Lee Fitness account on Instagram. Is it L, what's the Instagram handle? I think it's LLE Fitness. LL, yeah, that's right. LLE Fitness. Um, and we should also say he is a qualified personal trainer. So, you know, obviously he knows what he's talking about and I'm definitely going to try and get abs like him and do the workout he recently posted. <laughs> um, so lovely Faye's been up to a little bit as well. She did recently just perform at West End Proms um, at Bedford Park on the 25th of June. Unfortunately, she didn't do our dancing. Sorry, Brad. Oh, very disappointing. No, you're disappointed about that. Mm. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, she also had some holidays in Holland with her family. She had a busy start to this year, so she's had a bit of a break, and now she's um, had had that break, and, and now she's got the, the next few months where she's touring with 42nd Street, the musical, playing Maggie Jones from the 13th of July uh, until the end of October all over the UK. Uh, tickets for that are available at 42ndStreetTour.com. Um, so Faye's been repping the West End, doing her, her thing. Oh, and also, can I, I just wanted to add to that. She was on Loose Women last yes. week. If you haven't yes. seen Great the interview, interview yes. um, check it out on YouTube. The reason why I wanted to point it out is she was really open and candid um, about going through the early stages of menopause, which is something that I don't think a lot of women publicly speak about. It's something that, you know, mm. all women will go through and something that, you know, I'm not really familiar with. And I just found it really fascinating. She was really open about sort of symptoms that she's been going through. It just was a real eye-opener for me. So if you haven't seen the interview that she did on Loose Women, go and check it out um, because... Yeah, I, I just love that she's um, really, you know, open to speaking about it and wanting to help other women go through, you know, that are going through the same thing as well. I also didn't realise going, like, looking through those dates, like, we talk about Booked and Busy. She's literally three and a half months of, you know, moving from place to place. She is she is the definition of Booked and Busy. She, they do not take rests up in steps well, do they? No, this is their quiet year too, apparently. So, H, we'll move on to H. He recently hosted... Uh, 
Cardiff Pride on June 18 and we were very delighted to see that he reunited with Claire and they performed DJ for the first time in over 20 years. Um, they also performed Stomp Together as well, but the highlight that I think everyone was frothing and gagging over yep. was DJ. I know my mouth was wide open when I saw that and it was really, really great to see the encouragement and love from the other Steps members as well because we know the history with all this and all that sort of stuff. And so it was great to see, as a fan, it was like, oh, yeah, They've made peace. Like... You know, they love each other sort of thing, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? So that was that was really nice to see. And I'm like, let's bring on, let's manifest another you, another me on vinyl. Yep. Let's manifest oh, 100%. a H and Claire tour. Yep. All let's, out of love. Like, we need that performance. We need, all, you know, yep. half a heart. That's yep. my personal Or favorite. let's manifest on the next tour. They do a couple of... Uh, their songs together or something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. which I can see your face, brother. You're like, <laughs> um, but no, I, I think, you know, we're all, everyone's adults and it's a time and, but we've all moved on from that. Um, in addition to Cardiff pride that H hosted, he also hosted um, a second pride at his local town of Cowbridge as well, um, at, which included a pride parade. And that was on the 24th of June as well. So also this month for H, um, he's got his first solo exhibition at the Adamo Gallery in Cardiff on the 14th of July, which is um, next week. So guys, we we did it again. We manifested a new era for Claire Richards. It's official. It's confirmed. CR2 is coming. Euphoria, the album is released on the 25th of August and it's available for pre-order now. So if you haven't done it already... Please go do it. Some of the bundles look amazing. The Zandu bundle. I got that. Yeah, we, we got it. We got them all. Pressing as well. The test yes, press. Yes. The test pressing. My God. The first single, I Surrender, is out now. The video is out. It's Claire looking stunning. Bring us, you know, an up-tempo banger. Reminding us of, of course, the Ultimate Tour back in 2012, where she originated that version of I Surrender, but she's now stepping it up a notch, so to speak. Camping it up a notch. Camp- Camping it up. Oh, this is this is her Young Diva moment. This oh, this album. It's like, at that tour, because I was there for that, and I've got, I think I've got some photos that I took on my, my um, camera, which I'll show I'll share with you. Um... She sang that as a ballad, but this is a freaking gay disco anthem, babes. As it should yep. be. She's stepping her Claire business right up, and it's great. Young Divas, eat your heart out. I think the most exciting thing about this whole era, and I can already see Scott like shaking up and down. He knows. I know what you're going to say. He knows what's coming. We've got a duet with the one and only Delta Goodrum. No more tears. Enough is enough. I cannot wait to hear this. And Delta is in the UK at the moment. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Let's manifest a video. Come on. Oh, we have to manifest a video. Come on. It has to happen. Claire posted something about... Only yesterday on Instagram, she posted something about, you know, filming something or something like that. She has to be. They would be silly not to do a video or a clip together. It's like, give the gays what they want. I, I'm i still passed out on the floor, actually, from <laughs> this news. Like, when I found out last week. Like, you guys know what Delta Goodrum yeah. means to me. She is my all-time favourite female artist. I adore this woman. Like you couldn't imagine you know and we've had a delta crossover before of course she um wrote dancing with a broken heart that steps covered in 2017 
So I was here for the crossover, but to see Delta Goodrum has recorded a song with Claire Richards, <laughs> I, like I'm still passed out, but I am just screaming, here crying, for throwing up. I if we do not get this as a single, if we need a video, the video needs to be. I want them in like shiny glittery outfits i want disco balls i want roller skates i want like just like camp everything i want men lots of men i want a performance i want men with no tops on with pink feathers like i want everything just give (laughs) gay it up to the max with this with this video or whatever but i am just i can't wait delta as you guys said she's in the uk she's got a tour around this she has a show at shepherd's bush the week of the release of Claire's album. The 27th of August, I believe. I looked up the dates. It is. So, you know, perfect time to maybe perform together. That would be amazing. Thanks, man. We're going to manifest that. But, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm I'm just still coming down from this news. And that's not even like the half of it with Claire. So, we've got Euphoria, which Steve Anderson, who did, who does all of Steps' tours, he did My Wildest Dreams. He's again on board producing this one. We know what he's done with, you know, old classics before. So, I've got the most excited hopes for it. Claire's also going to be on Cooking with the Stars, which has just started now on ITV. She's got a few more dates coming up. She's got Pop World Festival Leeds on the 5th of August, Margate Pride on the 12th of August, Canal Street Manchester, oh, that's a big one, on August 23rd, Pop World Festival Liverpool in the 23rd of September. And she is booked and busy into 2024 with new dates already announced. She's going to be in the Back to the 2000s Festival, 90s Reloaded, Replay Weekender. Like, they are just... All five of them are just doing so much at the moment. It's meant to be their rest year, but like they are just giving us more and more and more. Finally, let's talk about the band Steps themselves. Bride and Pride is creeping closer the 6th of August. We can't wait to see the five of them together. And we, of course, continue to manifest Step 125. And also a game show for Claire. She's recently written out about that. So let's manifest that for her as well. And if we're continuing the manifesting train, right... We've got a lot, another example of a continued Australian connection to Steps, right? And this is the duet with Claire and Delta. They've had a crossover, you know, Darren Hayes has written songs, another example of that. So I'm going to manifest the shit out of a Down Under tour, okay? It needs to happen. If you're listening, Fascination, Adam, Claire, Faye, Lee, H and Lisa... Please come visit us down under. That'd be amazing. We'd love to see you. Please. Please. Manifestation out. Yeah. <laughs> Been manifesting it for 26 years. We'll continue to manifest it. <laughs> hey, we will be. Con- we will continue and we to got, manifest uh, it. We got so we close. Got so close in 2020. I know. I know. We did get so close. Anyway, so we should probably move on to. So that's the end of the episode, guys, because that's been about an hour. <laughs> So let's get into the actual body of the episode that we are here for today. And as we say every episode, we're the original Steps podcast for discussing and dissecting the legacy of Steps. And that's exactly what this episode is going to be about. We're going to have an open discussion where we take each album and discuss a song we think should have been a single and delve deep into their discography. We're going to start with the era, the first era they had, their first iteration back in the late 90s, early noughties, where we talk about Step 1, Steptacular and Buzz. And Brad, you're going to kick us off with Step 1. So over to you. So yes, I want to do Step 1 because 
ironically, this one for me is probably the album that I connected to the least, but that's why I think I have the most kind of thoughts about it because I'm really kind of coming into it as an adult. I think in our discussions about this episode, we all have the same opinion about what the single that should have been should have been. And that one is Love You More. Um, It's kind of an instant, maybe instant classic is too much, but it's just, for me, it elevates what Steps had previously released as singles to the next level. It's kind of really in that pop dance world. It's kind of a logical next step to Deeper Shade of Blue. But what I wanted to discuss was, I guess, my thoughts about Better Best Forgotten. You know, when I think about this campaign, I'll give the team credit. I think it was a pretty flawless campaign in terms of building a band from a line dancing act through to, okay, let's throw a bit of Bananarama in there. Let's throw some ABBA. Let's throw some Bee Gees and really kind of establish an identity. And then Better Best Forgotten came out and... Look, lyrically, the song fits perfectly, especially in the whole rhetoric of their reunion. It was used predominantly in the second episode of the Steps reunion, and it really, I think, in the scheme of Steps' history, it's a really great addition. But I never necessarily connected to it as a single, partially because it wasn't released here as a single. Because the video for Better Best Forgotten is pretty generic, you could almost swap out the song and have a similar video, and it would have been just as effective. What do you guys make of that? I actually, I completely agree with you. Like, I think the fact that it wasn't released here in Australia, it has probably less of an impact on the three of us. We can't speak for the UK because um, it was released there and it was a sing- single there. I like it as a song, but there's others, there's another song on the album that I think could have just as easily been a single, and we might all be unanimous on this on this particular track, I think. Um yeah, I think you're right. I mean, maybe it ha- it would have more of an impact if the clip was a bit more... Maybe I think the video was a little bit more kind of targeting that kid's market and maybe that was the strategy they were going for. I just find it, you know, as a single, it is a good bridge between, you know, Heartbeat Tragedy and Love's Got a Hold, but in retrospect... I know I would have loved to have seen them release Love You More and kind of that could have, you know, really pushed that dance a little bit further in, which I think we all love. For me, Better Best Forgotten feels like, all right, we're definitely going to do five, six, seven, eight, last thing on my mind, one for Sorrow Heartbeat. And then we're looking towards the second album already. Ah, oh, but step one's still riding the wave. Let's throw another single in there just to continue riding that wave and get more sales while we... Because maybe Love's Got a Hold of My Heart or Album 2 got pushed back a little bit for some reason. So there was something to fill the gap. And there's maybe that slightly filling the gap vibes in there. Whereas Love You More, it's a bit more mature. I was going to say very similar, Shane, around the maturity of Love You More. I think, uh, yeah, I'm in agreement that if there was one single that should have been a single on step one, um, then it definitely, I think, would have been, should have been Love You More. And I think, and the band have been very open about that as, as well. They've said numerous times over the years that that really should have been a single. And I think they wanted it to be a single as well. Um, um, one of mine that I love and I think should have been a single way back when was Love You More. 
Oh, we do love that. I adored that song, and yeah, I was gutted when it didn't make it. But if we're talking about what should have replaced it, then yeah, Better Best Forgotten is obviously the obvious choice. I think with Love You More, it would have been a great single because it it showed maturity leading into that second album campaign, where you know even you know visually, if you look at Love's Got a Hold on My Heart, it probably doesn't look mature in the sense that it was a bright yellow outfits and all, you know, it was seemed, you know, it was maybe being aimed at that more younger demographic, but lyrically and from a song, if you look at love's got a hold on my heart as a, as a, as a song without the visuals, it's a very mature step up from step one. So love you more would have been that great little bridging gap towards that one for sorrow, obviously was the one where people stood up and, and really listened and took notice of, okay, the, you know, these guys are actually really, really good. Um, and it appealed to lots of different age ranges and there was a level of maturity with that song and the same with heartbeat and tragedy. So I think love you more really would have bridged that gap to show, um, growth in the next album, but better, best forgotten just seemed a little bit kid friendly, if that's the right sort of phrase to use. And I should point out, I really love better, best forgotten. I, I'm always fascinated by the singles that like you saying, we didn't get it in Australia. So they're the ones that I'm always, I was always most fascinated with because we didn't get them. So I, I really love the song. If there was one song that could have been a single, could have been Love You More. And the video could have been pretty much what Better Best Forgotten was. Like you said, you could have replaced the the audio with any any song, but kept the, the context of the video. But, you know, we got the Steps the Video, sort of unofficial music video, which was just as good. We got the dance routine, which I, I don't remember it now, but I, I used to remember that dance routine. So, you know, they could have just used that. And I think I remember when the video came out, there was an assumption that it was the music video and it would have been a single at the time because, you know, we didn't have the internet and things like that. So we we didn't know the ins and outs of what actually was going to be a single and what wasn't at that time. We just sort of, we saw the video on there and assumed that it probably was or we hoped it would be. Um, but look, I think there's always been a bit of a justice for Love You More and, you know, we've got to give credit that the band are aware of it and performed it on the party on the dance floor tour and absolutely tore it up with that re rework that Steve did. It was just incredible. Um, and I, I still pray one day that we get that official audio version, that steps 25, love you more version as I would love to have that party on the dance floor studio mix. It's just chef's kiss. Steve, if you're listening, can we have some studio versions, please? Please, please. Actually, I've got to say, Brett, I'm really surprised. Like, I'm really surprised. So, like, Scott and I both agree that Love You More should have been an alternate single for Step 1. And you've also chimed in on that. But I think you're just peer pressuring. <laughs> really? Track 7, why didn't you say that? It's in our, in our notes. You've got experience written down. I did put experience in the notes. I mean, look, that's another like an interesting. Ch- I mean, can we let's can we go there? Let's go there. Well, let's go there. I mean, that's we're discussing and dissecting, babes. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, look, everyone knows that track seven has its own unique place in Steps' history, but 
I do want to know the thought process behind that song and those lyrics being on this album. Again, was it just like them experimenting with, okay, some songs for older people, some songs for younger people? Because I guess, you know, a 10-year-old isn't really going to be able to relate to that song, hopefully. (laughs) Well, I agree. And also because obviously Experience is a cover. Yes. So it was sung, and I'm Googling right now because I cannot remember who sung. Oh, was it Worlds Apart? Yeah, Bradopedia. Yeah, it was Worlds Apart, yeah. Mr. Nathan Moore. Mm. Was Nathan Moore in Worlds Apart then when they recorded that? I don't think he was. He was there for, um, I think he was there for Here and Now. I don't think he was there for Experience. As a kid, I had no idea that it was a cover. Just like Last Thing in My Mind, I did not know it was a cover until much later when I dived into the Bananarama discography more because it obviously wasn't one of their biggest singles. Um, But when I found out Experience was a cover, I was surprised that they, yeah, that they went there with a song that was already out to some degree. But is again, it's very mature. Like it's a very, very mature, as is too weak to resist, to be honest as well. They're both interesting kind of very adult, like covering very adult kind of themes, you know, infidelity. And when you're doing a first album, I guess there is a bit of throwing everything at the wall and kind of seeing what sticks to what audiences kind of like and enjoy. So it's a really interesting album and you would never get a, those kind of songs on Party on the Dance Floor or What the Future Holds Parts 3, 4, 5, 6, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's those are the kind of songs, even like Words of Wisdom or, you know, which was obviously Lisa Scott Lee's mother's favourite track, if you've seen some of the interviews. But um, basically those kind of songs where... How do you know that? What interviews are you watching to know that? I'll find it. You up late at night on your phone, just in bed, <laughs> like the blue line of your face. Like, oh, steps, what am I <laughs> Look, shout out Jan. We love. We stand Jan. Yeah, stand Jan. Stand Jan. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. my point is just it's interesting. It's just the the collection of songs for step one is interesting, especially looking at it. You know, twenty five in September, years later. The other song that I think could have been a single on step one that I actually revisited when we, after we recorded the, the last episode, the America episode is stay with me. I actually, I had kind of not really paid much attention to it over the last like many years, but when I listened to it again, it's a beautiful ballad that, you know, is led by Faye that could have easily maybe replaced heartbeat as well. I could have seen that, you know, stay with me tragedy as a, as a double A side, very similar vibe has that, you know, Christmassy vibe, I guess, that Heartbeat is always known for. I think that could have, you know, been a nice little single as well. I guess we should move on to Steptacular then. In in leading up to this episode, in discussions about what we're going to talk about, both of you boys were like, oh, I don't know what else could be a single off Steptacular. But I was like, I know what could be a single, in my opinion. So the singles that have been released from Steptacular are Love's Got a Hold of My Heart, After the Love Is Gone, Say You'll Be Mine, Deeper Shade of Blue, uh, and when I said goodbye, um, say you'll be mine. And when I said goodbye, we're both double A sides with um, Better Devil, you know, and Lo- Summer of Love, respectively. So I look at the album and they're quite evident that they are the singles, right? 
But there's one song for me that I think is in the Steps wheelhouse that could have also been a single. Can't wait for this. You've been like teasing us for weeks. <laughs> and it leads lyrically to very similar vocal powerhouse of Claire that Claire uses in Love's Got a Hold My Heart. And I think that that song is actually Never Say Never Again. I actually thought you were going to say I Surrender. No, I think Never Say Never Again is another song that could have been thrown in there to release as a single. And like, yes, you've got the album track, but if they sort of went to, all right, we're going to release this as a single and then looked at it and maybe did a slightly slight refresh of the sound or something like that. You know how sometimes there's a single mix? Yeah, yeah. It has a good step sound to it. It's lyrically um, fun. It really gives Claire her singing chops, just like Love's Got a Hold of My Heart does. And I think it could have been a single, in my opinion. If you had to, like, take one a single away from Steptacular, what would it replace? Um, when I said goodbye. When it came out back in, you know, 2000, I was like, oh, this is nice, but I want bops. I want dance. You know, I was 17. I was like, give me bops. So I was like, this is this is pleasant. <laughs> this is a pleasant song, but I was listening to Summer of Love more. Yeah, so I guess, Scott, what do you think could have been a track, alternate track from Steptacular? So I would have actually said I Surrender. I like the Steptacular album, but, but to me, I, f- I find that at points it, it, it does fall off a little bit. I don't find that Steptacular is the strongest body of work if you look at it as, as a collective of songs. I've always felt that out of the three albums from the original run, this one is probably, I don't know, I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but I just feel like there's there's it's a good album. It's, it's definitely a step up from step one, but I always feel like there's something missing, and I, I don't know exactly what that is. Never say um, never again. It's missing. <laughs> just like the first time, because your version didn't have it. No, my version had that. Not the original one. When you got it from the UK, it was missing it. Never say never again. No, just like the first time. Oh, just like, sorry, I didn't hear you say just like the first time. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I, but I would have said I Surrender. Yeah, I just, I really could have seen I Surrender as a single. I would have again replaced it with When I Said Goodbye. It was a a bit of, it's that mid-tempo range. So it's not a ballad, but it it still would have complemented Summer of Love because Summer of Love is such a, such a banger that I Surrender Stool is a, it was a little bit of a step down, which at the time back then, it wasn't uncommon for double A sides to, to have, you know, a ballad and an up-tempo. If yeah, correct, it was yeah. Steps or S Club 7, you know, they had two in a million, you're my number one. Mm. So it was showing light and shade, different different sides of the band. And you like Steps always said, you kind of got two for one. Just to throw a spanner in the works there, just just to be a bit controversial, there's also another single on that have been released that that never say never. I I feel could replace as well because they're of similar ilk, um, and that would be say you'll be mine. Like so, maybe the single run could have been love's got a hold of my heart after love is gone. Never say never again. Deeper shade of blue when I said goodbye. Do you know what I mean? What's what alternate universe are we in? It's really interesting, Shane, that you bring that up because um, Jen Steps and Chris Fox's archives actually tell us that when I said goodbye was meant to be the Christmas single, 
instead of... With Say You'll Be Mine, yeah. I reckon they would have done When I Said Goodbye, Bear the Devil, Like Heartbeat Tragedy, One Old, One New, personally. I don't know whether they ever confirmed the two of them, but um, yeah, so it's interesting that those are the two that you would kind of sub out because those were kind of up in the air. I do love with When I Said Goodbye, though, I think same with Better Best Forgotten, like those lyrics now mean so much more, given that especially it's Agent Claire singing it. And I love that moment, especially on the Ultimate Tour, where, you know, like the wounds were all still a little bit fresh. And, you know, it's kind of them singing it to the others. And it was such a moment. Like, I think Claire cried a couple of times. Like, you really, like, that was the one where they all felt it. And I definitely ap- developed a new appreciation for it. And and you're so right. That's probably where I developed my new appreciation for it as an adult. I was 28 when I saw that. 29, actually, when I saw that tour. And when they sang it there, I was like, oh, I get okay. it. Having this absol- absolute moment in the auditorium, like I was at their first show at Belfast. It was on my birthday. Like, so I, like I totally, it wasn't their first show, sorry. It was one of their first shows, but it, it like, yeah, it's, I appreciate it more now, but when it came out in 2000, I was like, nah, give me bobs. I want bobs. So to wrap that up, when we started talking about this, I thought about, I, and I mentioned it earlier, just like the first time, which we know was recorded around this era. It would be a Lisa starting song, which you all know how I feel about that. But honestly, I think the singles run of this campaign was pretty perfect. I think, you know, each song had a place. Even Say You'll Be Mine, I think it was good for them to release a mid-tempo with the up-tempo Bear the Devil You Know at Christmas, stand out a little bit more in the field. And the fans went wild for it at the What the Future Holds tour, which they did basically the original version, and the fans loved it. So I think I wouldn't necessarily, you know, choose it if I was just listening to the, to the album. But I also loved Matt Pop's version, which he put on uh, Stomp All Night, the anthology in 2016. That's a really good edit. Even though the album itself maybe is not my favorite, I think the singles run... I, I, I love Never Say Never Again. I love um, I Surrender. But the thing about Never Say Never Again that annoyed me was that it was right after moving on on the track list. And those two songs to me were quite similar. Could that, but that's also just nitpicking. Shane, I have a question for you about Never Say Never Again. What would you... What do you think the video would be if it was a single? What do you imagine the music video being like? What colour? Orange comes to mind. Maybe they're in a city or something. Like, it starts off in someone's apartment. Like, if you think of the lyrics and, you know, see, I've had enough taking chances on... You know, like, you know, they're in an apartment and they had, like, two of them are having a fight and then one person walks out, you know, and they, they just, like, it's like a breakup and that, that sort of thing. That's how I would imagine it to be. What do you reckon? I think that is... I'd, I'd hire you as the director if you gave me that uh, treatment. I want Lee stomping out in the rain. You know, maybe he takes his top off because he's angry. Like, you know. Or like one of them breaks up with their partner and then the rest of the band comforts them. Do you know what I mean? I don't know why you just said something that reminded me of, um, you know, the song For Sure by Scooch. Yes. And mm. the music video, they're in a cafe and she's like, you know, the, she's sort of like you know, they're talking over what, you know, this boy's broken up with her and then they dance on the, on the tables and things like that. You know, I, I could maybe envision something like that as well. But Steps would have done it first. They would have done it Scooch first. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to Scooch, but Steps came first. Right? I mean, you could say that, I mean, Steps, hard to forget video was... I was waiting, yeah. Similar, you could say. 
um, I'll have you know that wasn't a cafe. That was a kebab shop. It was a okay? di- yeah, And they had been out partying with party steps for the night before. So they had just come from the club from Neon Blue and they went straight to the kebab uh, shop. Yeah, okay, love it. Yeah, <laughs> to finish yeah, off yeah. their film clips. Yeah. So it, was was a, it, was a lo- it was a long night out. It was a, a six-year long night out. <laughs> well, you know how here and now and you'll be sorry as a one and part, yeah. like the film clips are connected? Those yeah. two film clips are connected. <laughs> so, Scott, I guess... You can talk about Buzz because A, I think it's your favourite yep. and B, I'd love to know what you think is could have also been a single from it. I have a feeling potentially all three of us might have the same again. We may, we may not. Who knows what the future will hold? Mm. Let's see. So Let's see. I think I've, I've definitely made it clear and I mentioned this in the last episode. Out of the three albums from the first era, Buzz is definitely my favourite. It just feels like a collective body of work. The songs flow it has a theme. This, you know, I just feel like it's a real strong collection of songs, and it was obviously recorded with America in mind. So you've got that added element of that Americanized sort of steps. You know, you've got the Swedish songwriters on board. It really, it felt like they really found their maturity with this album. So we know that the singles from it were, we had Stomp, It's The Way You Make Me Feel, and Here and Now You'll Be Sorry, and obviously Summer of Love and Better Best, uh, Better Best Friend, Better The Devil You Know were also on the album. When it comes to songs that I think should have been singles, I think collectively there's one that I know the fans love, and I'm included on that, and that is Paradise Lost. And I feel like we can talk about that in a, in a moment, but... I want to talk about the song that I feel should have been a single and it was actually robbed of being a single because it won an official website vote <laughs> and that song... Was it the official website or was it just a fan website? I cannot find the official... I can't remember. I feel like it was the official... Maybe if someone really remem- like remembers, please message us because I have always had in my mind that it was a vote on the official website to say... We, I think Here and Now was, was the single, but they were like, you can choose what do you want the double A side to be with it. And I am so sure, and this is always spoken about in the fandom, that obviously You'll Be Sorry ended up being the double A side with Here and Now. But the song that won the vote, as far <laughs> as I'm aware, and should have been the single, is <laughs> the Lisa Scott Lee co-written track, Never Get Over You. This, this is my choice. Too. This not mine. should have been. It's not. Well, we'll, we'll get into that it. That sassy face he's got again. <laughs> he's got that sassy okay. face again. Okay. I love it. All right. So I'm very <laughs> passionate about this. So I've got some notes here because, you know, I'm prepared. I first want to say that this track, obviously, it was co written by iconic Lisa Scott Lee. It was co written with Ray Hedges, who had co written Don't Give Up and Bruised Water by Chicane. Now, when I found this out, my mind went, we know that Burnout and Falling was originally written during 
the this time frame of steps. Mm. Something Lisa has mentioned before. I don't know if and was, he told you maybe that, Scott. it wasn't. It was Lisa said it herself. She oh you told me though, Brad. Yes, sorry. You, Le, no, Lisa herself. She when we had a you know she called me up. You know we had a little chat. Uh, no, Brad, you you confirmed that information for me because I think we had an argument. I was like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? And then I was I was wrong. I found the receipts. Um, so I do wonder if burnout and falling was written around the same time and because Ray she co-wrote it with Ray Hedges that he had the chicane connection and that's how Lisa um connected with chicane it that would make the most sort of logical sense here given that Lisa sort of has confirmed she wrote it during the sort of like 2001 2000 2001 of steps so it potentially bad out and falling was during these sessions um Ray Hedges he also co-wrote I Need Somebody by Bardot. <gasps> oh, like, hello. Oh, I need... That's that right. should be a cover that Steps do. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, that should Can be a cover imagine? that Steps do. That, no, next Claire Manifested. album, when she does Young Diva's album part two. Claire, we need... <laughs> I need somebody Everyone by flood Adam's emails. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. See, 100%. another... Another Australian, <laughs> Australian connection. connection. Manifestation. <laughs> Steps to our Australia down under. Young Diva supporting. Um, and he also co-wrote all of the um, Bewitch singles from their first album. So you're in great company with the co-writer. Um, Nigel Butler, I should also say, another great songwriter, also did co-write with um, Ray and Lisa. Now, music video. We know that when she performed this song on the tour, it had the wedding theme. So... I am giving you Tragedy Part 2, a continuation. In Tragedy, Lee steals Lisa from the altar. So we never get over you. The lyrics are talking about how it's a bit of a, bre- it's a breakup song, right? She's going, you know, I don't need, no, I don't need you. You know, I'm, you know, I'm an independent woman. That's sort of the vibe I always get from this song. So imagine continuation, Lisa and Lee are now married. She And then they break up and the music video revolves around, you know, their relationship and then you've got snippets going back to the tragedy video of happier times when he's stealing her from the altar like can you just imagine like a part two of tragedy it would be the color theme would obviously be white because we want that wedding theme and obviously that was the theme on the performance that she did and you know the original demo had a lot more of the wedding bells in it as well so that's my ted talk thank you Look at your face, Bradley. <laughs> Look at Scott bringing up, out of the blue, a Lisa and Lee kinship that you just froth over. Yes. Look at that. Do you need a moment? Do we need to stop recording because you need to we need to turn your camera off? Are you okay? <laughs> when we- He's biting his thumb. Okay. <laughs> I right. love it. I love it. And also, you know, it, this song, it just showed, I think it just showed a different side. It, it's similar to You'll Be Sorry as well. So I think it would have sat alongside Here and Now very nicely. And it would have given one, you know, one of Steps a co-write on a single. Now, the the other argument you could have here is the, there, there might have been, there is sort of legality reasons as to why this was never a single. And that is because there was a, with the original Steps contract, and people may not know this, every single that was released during the first era one of the, the one of the A sides had to be a PWL produced track. So here and now is obviously not that, um, and neither is never get over you, but you'll be sorry is. So I think in the end, you'll be sorry just had to be bumped in there because neither song was a PWL track and they wouldn't have been able to like contractually actually release this as a, as a single because of that reason. So I think 
think that was the the real reason as to why it never happened. But yeah, it's a shame. This single, this could have been such a moment. Okay, so I love it. You know how much I'm a Lisa Stan. Love it. Can I tell you what mine was? Yes, please do. Because Scott and I are on the same page. Those two songs that you mentioned, Scott, um, were my two choices as well of other tracks on the album that I listened to outside of the singles that could have replaced the single. But you're, Brad, you say you're... So my single would have come in between It's The Way You Make Me Feel and Here and Now You'll Be Sorry. We're not playing into the contract rules of it had to be a PWL single. I know, like, this is all Steps World Fantasy. Mid-April... We've got an electric blue theme. I want Buzz, the tail track, as a single. I think if we're going to go in, go in. I want A1 Take On Me themed video, all futuristic. I want it set in cyberspace. I want Lee as a programmer doing his middle eight. I've, you know, I've got it all in my head. I want, you know, lots of black and blue and just very, um, you can't see me, but very, you know, staccato kind of dance moves. I want the full fantasy. If you're going to do the album theme in that way, give me that single. Yeah. You almost want the album, like the cover yes. art, that whole, that theme in, in a video. In a video. I see mm. it. I can see it. I can vision it. Shane has just had it. very sour cherries. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> it's a very pleasant video, Brad. <laughs> It's a pleasant song. <laughs> you know how your parents say, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all? Yeah, except except when you're on this podcast, say what you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, it's it's not... Look, I'm with you on that journey, and I think if it was marketed that way and had an album... Uh, sorry, a track release and a film clip like what you just described, I'd be there. I'd be like, sign me up. I want the signed version. I'm going to buy all multiple versions of this, like the cassette, the CD, the freaking vinyl, blah, 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 all that. But as an album track, in its current form, it's a great title of the album. Like the track name itself is great for the album to call it Buzz, but I just don't know if it's a great song for me. That's just my opinion. And you know what? On this podcast, my opinion is one third of what matters. In terms of songs I enjoy, Buzz might not be one of the one of the ones I pick, but Buzz as a statement, as a single, similar to Say You'll Be Mine, I think it at least it would have been doing something a little bit different for them, which is something I would have liked to have seen. We actually actually have a special mention for an alternate single for um for, for this album. Um sorry to take your thunder, Scott, but um we had, you know, we had the singles released that we that we know of that were released in the UK, but the US had a different single release, and that was Mars and Venus, We Fall in Love Again, on the 3rd of July, 2001. It was a very pleasant single. <laughs> yeah, it was a pleasant song. <laughs> we so, so, yeah, so, so we actually, it was a pleasant song, it was, but we actually, we're talking and discussing about songs that could be alternative singles and we actually actually had one for this for a very new, true. new international release for this album so yes that's a good true. mention yeah i think we need to talk about paradise lost though because i we know that from in, from a fandom perspective this is top tier and in my if we were looking at ones that could have replaced what um songs i really probably struggle to to sort of see what could it, it could have replaced but then again maybe it could again here and now 
here and now Paradise Lost maybe could have been a night. So you got Light and Shade. Or, like you said, Brad, there was a gap of six months between It's the Way You Make Me Feel and Here and Now. So we could have put another one in between it and Paradise Lost could have had a moment. I envision the video in the sand dunes of Grand Canaria. <laughs> yeah. As I've just been. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, in the... At, at dusk so the lights come it it's getting dark but it's still that you know the sun's going down and they're all in like flowy the girls are in flowy dresses the boys are in that you know those like baggy set like white pants and a linen shirt um i'm also envisioning you know call the shots by girls aloud that music video where they're on the beach at night and it's stars in the sky and I could get a bit of that vibe as well for the video, I think. I get more Survivor by Destiny's Child. I I get ripped bikinis. Where they're actually lost in the par- in paradise. Yes, and like having to kind of, you know, maybe... <laughs> Literal video. Maybe because, I mean, let's be honest, the songs did come, around, did come out around the same time, but I definitely got more of that vibe of like, they wake up and like, they're kind of all like, you know, finding out, like trying to work out where they are. Method acting. You know, Lee can use his method a- acting. He can, you know, build the shelter. <laughs> Like natural as well by S Club. Um, music video, uh, precious. It's going to be my way. That's exactly what that music video is. There's a deep throwback for you, ladies and gentlemen. They're in like a, be- a secluded beach and they're like trying to open coconuts because they're thirsty and you know they're shipwrecked. <laughs> All Saints have just got the last boat out from um. Oh, you know, from Pure Shores, song. yeah, <laughs> yeah, from Pure Shores, yeah. So they're like literally Paradise Lost. I actually think the th- the song it could replace. If it was a single, it's actually better the devil you know. Better the devil you know d- didn't need to have been marked as a single for this particular album. It's only because it was a double A side, that's why. But uh, it could have you could have had a, a stomp leading the album launch. Then you go into summer of love. Then you break it up with it's the way you make me feel. Then you launch into the mid tempo paradise loss, and then you finish with you'll be sorry and here and now. Oh, really mixing, really mixing that single run up. I love it. Well, that's the end of the episode, everybody. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to stream I Surrender on all the streaming services or buy it on iTunes if you want to. You can also pre-order Euphoria or Never or Now. <laughs> the Now or Never edition. <laughs> um, on, on the relevant official stores for all of our girlies. Don't forget to support the girls and their upcoming gigs that we mentioned at the start of the episode and uh, follow Lee and H on the socials as well. You can follow us at at Glitter Steps Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of the places. You can follow myself on Instagram at Stepmeister or follow the Steps Australia Facebook page. Scott, where can they follow you? You can follow me at Steps Collection underscore on Instagram when I can be bothered to post on there. I've been a bit quiet on there the last few months, but I will get better. Apologies. And Brad, where can they follow you? They can follow me at Brad Schmerling, all one word, on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to this lovely dissecting and discussing episode of Steps. And uh, we'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.